Construction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. I'm one of your groomsmen, Brandon Shockney, and to my immediate left is my uh, best man, maid of honor. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself now. <laughs> introduce yourself. <laughs> My name is John Pernasek. Brandon. <laughs> you and I? Would you do me the honor of continuing to be my rude dude for now and forevermore? I dude. <laughs> Let it be known throughout the land, a goat has been passed from one man to another. And these two dudes shall forevermore continue to be Flaunting social expectations, <laughs> they tear the social contract in half, they do, because they be rude dudes, rude dudes, they are just a couple of rude dudes. That was the priest. <laughs> I, was, I was continuing to play the priest character. Yeah. We have a guest today. <laughs> He's sitting next to us, and he will introduce himself now. My name is Fred Pelzer. You're here to help us deconstruct The Wedding Parts 1 and 2. It is our usual tradition to sort of package the two parters together. It would be insane for us to split them up over the course of two weeks and no. two episodes. That I imagine at the time this is a real TV event. Oh, well, back before, you know, internet took away viewers into, you know, the world of streaming, I'm sure this got... 40 million viewers. No, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, do you think they did back-to-back episodes, or do you think there was a week in between when it aired? There's no way they didn't make them wait. There's Because this was the middle of the season. It's yeah. not like this mm-hmm. is the season finale, even though at one point I thought it would be. I was like, the wedding should probably be the season finale, mm-hmm. but it's not. Fred, please tell us, I mean, I already know your relationship with this show coming into this experience, but tell the tell the viewers sort of how you came to it. Sure. Uh, I have never seen an episode of Full House. Um, my family was not a sitcom family. Oh. My mom watched... X-Files, Star Trek Next Generation, and Sequest, and pretty much any kind of sci-fi drama. That sounds way better. (laughs) Or medical procedurals, so ER, Mm -hmm. or crime crime dramas. So Um, shows that were more inherently, like, sort of serialized. Right, serialized hour-long dramas were her jam, and then... um, Of higher quality. Of higher quality. Full House. And then my dad only watched Turner Classic Movies and AMC back when they only did movies. So between the two of them, uh, I never watched sitcoms growing up at all. Um, well, they're the ones in charge of the remote. At the end right, of the day, absolutely. the adults paying for that sweet cable. Yeah. So you never, so you never watched Full House, mm-hmm. but you've been consistently listening to the podcast. Yes. Uh, so <clears throat> hearing Brandon and I talk about it, it, it does the show having now seen it? Does that sort of differ from the picture you had in your head of it? 
In specifics, but not in the general. I mean, even without watching sitcoms, sitcom is such a big part of like the cultural conversation mm-hmm. that I understood what a 90s sitcom was. I mean, you know, between like, uh, I mean, even now, Bojack Horseman mm-hmm. is such a vivid recreation of this sure. in a knowing way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Olsen twins, I will admit, in my head, do your voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> because that's consistently all that I hear. Yeah. Um, I was also, I was convinced up until I started listening to the podcast that they both played individual characters on the show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're the only one who thought that. I feel yeah. like even some people who watched the show yeah. misremember it mm-hmm. and think, oh. Combined with the Olsen, because I watched, yeah. I remember watching some of the Olsen twin, like, VHS, like the... Their various little movies. Mm-hmm. Come pick an um, apple with us. Well, yeah, they, know, have, they have so many projects where it was both of them side by side, right? Saying things in unison and being creepy. We had someone write in and, and basically just ask us to review all of that material, <laughs> and I was like, "There's not enough time in the world. Mm-hmm. We can't. We cannot possibly. I review will die one day. To, yes, and it can't be in the middle of watching to grandmother's house. We go. We should or, do their crazy like." Cartoon spy series they have. Is that the first time we've mentioned that? I've never, I, don't I don't know what this is. I've never. They heard did of like this. a. They did like a when they were like fourteen or fifteen. They did the voices on a like a spy show that I it have a car- no idea what it, it was. It was a cartoon. Yes, and wow. yeah, it it was Mary Kate and Ashley in action. <laughs> Twenty six episodes. Mary Kate was Mary Kate and also spe- special agent Misty. What? She played another character beyond no, herself? No, I, I think that was their, like, code That's name. That's code name? <laughs> Why would they have to have code names? Well, I mean, it's so off-brand, too. Like, nobody's going to want to buy Misty. They're all going to want to buy Mary-Kate. Yes. Like, Special Agent Misty and Special Agent Amber. Uh, <laughs> Ashley and I Mary mean, Kate. if you want to take on a false identity when you're out in the world, those are names that you would take on. But they're not realize, code names. <laughs> do you realize the danger of being a spy? Codename would be like codename Jade Nest or Jade Nest Pickled Bottle. Like, I don't fucking know. You've seen the show now. What, mm-hmm. what, are, what are your impressions of it now that you have a like an actual better context for it? I mean, I'm kind of surprised how great how, it is. It, I will say it was better than I expected in okay. that it achieved like mediocrity. Yeah, right. Like I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to go out and watch the rest of it, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it might have been. Okay. Fair enough. So I don't know, but I also don't know how, for you guys, this relates to other episodes that you've seen. Um, it, yeah, I don't know where it, where it kind of lands. I, I guess I would say there's a, there was a lot of... <laughs> what is this picture on your phone? I have phone? a picture of uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley in the TV movie <laughs> Switching Goals, which is pretty much a Prince and the Popper situation, but with no. soccer. <laughs> It's a Prince in the Pop. I think they like switch teams to like accomplish other things. I, I'm not sure. Um, are they related or are they two people who happen to look uh, identical? They're twin sisters. Okay. So they can play uh. in the soccer team they prefer because they prefer being on the other team. That is not a premise for a How movie. How did you even get placed on different teams? Oh, I mean, really? It's all based on like location, like what, what school did Not a premise in. for a movie? Well, it's an hour and 25 minutes. That's so. not a premise for an hour and 20 minute movie. That screenwriter was like, we cleared 80 pages, everybody. We did it. <laughs> We did it. You realize that most of these quote-unquote pages are just Mary Kate and Ashley going, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Check out that action shot, though. 
right? When you say okay. action shot, so they're, they're it sounds suspiciously like, like money hmm. shot to me. <laughs> <laughs> Check out that action shot. So what I wanted to say was uh, about this episode was that uh, we've had a lot of, I think I was more disappointed than this because there's been so much build up this season about the wedding. The wedding, the wedding, the wedding. All they can think about is our fucking wedding. And then we have a two-parter episode where not... It seems like crazy things are happening. It's like, if I told you the plot points, you'd be like, oh, that sounds like an eventful episode. But the way it's laid out, it's not. It's like, they're skydiving. There's all these, like, this yeah, danger and stuff, but not really. Well, everything they can to, like, take every ounce of tension out of it right, mm-hmm. as, as possible. Well, Fred, we'll have you summarize here in just a second, but yeah. it, it this is relying on plot points that we've already seen where in those examples the stakes were higher. So we've already seen an example of Jesse getting freaked out about his slowly draining amount of cool. Like, oh no, I only have so much cool left in me and I'm getting older. I'm not going to be... You need to stop bringing photos (laughs) up on on your phone of the Olsons. How the West was fun. We're never going to get through anything. I think I watched that one. Who's this man they've tied up? <laughs> he's, he's wearing black, so he's clearly the bad guy. He's, yeah. His name's Black Bart, or... Oh, my God. It's Bart... <laughs> it's Bart Gafuli. <laughs> Wait, the, the actor's name is Bart Gafuli. No, the actor's name is Martin Mole. Oh. <laughs> You've truly really subsumed American I really have. Sorry, I keep derailing. Uh, you know why? I honestly think... I must have seen some sort of trailer for it where they say something like, get back here, Black Bart, or something. Sure, I that's why it is. That's why Stop it is. bringing things up on your phone. We have two I've episodes. definitely seen that one. Yeah. I've definitely double, seen double that toil one. in trouble? Yeah. yeah. Why is it a double, double foil in trouble? Cloris Leachman's in that. Uh, you know that uh, other guests have sort of summarized episodes in one sentence. So your challenge is you got to take both of these episodes. Oh, boy. And sort of... T- you don't gotta, two, uh, we could give them two sentences. Okay. Two sentences, one per episode. Fine. Fair enough. It's a compromise, like yeah. Becky and Jesse singing at their <laughs> fucking wedding. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so how would you summarize these episodes in two sentences? They get married. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not need the other one? I don't think so. They get married. <laughs> I might tack on, despite some, despite semantics. There are some hijinks. They get married. Yep. I would say obstacles, but... There are no. really obstacles. No, no, it's no. just circumstance. I actually was more affected at the end of this two-part series here. They really try to twist the screws, you know, for the, the tears to come come out. Yes. They really want you to feel like, shit, we've been with this group for four years, and this is sort of a culmination of a lot of things right now. It does not work for It me. doesn't work. You know what? You remember well, how I, I, like, I got a little teary-eyed? When, like, fucking Papui was talking about, I've been with my wife for 50 years, and uh, Jesse, I wish that you would find something like that someday. And then when he actually proposed to her in that episode, I you turned to me and I was, like, fucking good. Yeah, I was Bluey. kind of, like, embarrassed for you. Baba Booey. <laughs> Baba Booey. Yeah, because um, you're such a... Well, we should Hard-nosed. say we should say Fred. Uh, the reason we had you on for this specific episode is because in the last year you yourself have gotten married. This pretty much is how it played out for you, right? <laughs> exactly. I, right? I yeah. parachuted out of a plane. Yeah. You, you got panicked. stuck in a tree. You panicked three hours before the ceremony. Panicked three hours before the ceremony. Fell into a truck of tomatoes. Uh-huh. Yep. Was got yelled at by a ginger. Got yelled at by a ginger. Taken to jail. Released from jail on by um, your own fiance. <laughs> my own cognizance because my fiance came yep. and gave a very moving speech. 
then got picked up by a bus full of um, chorus singers who just so happened to be black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had auditions and all the people that we chose just happened to be black. black. <laughs> and now we have an all black chorus. <laughs> Hello, I'm the white director of this all black chorus. <laughs> Uh, got driven to the ceremony and then came back to our apartment here in Chicago. And with 90 people. With, with the, the full uh, company from the wedding and mm-hmm. had our, our reception. It was wow. exactly the same. Man, that's I think crazy. it's, it's what most weddings are like. I can't wait well, for my wedding. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, can I, only I can't hope. wait for my wedding. I can wedding. only hope. That was the most sincere thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I can't wait for my wedding. No. I'm gonna sing a song to my my love, yeah. my bride, Ooh. my brushing bride. <laughs> Here's a song for you, me blarney lass. It's me, yeah. Brandon, you and I'm you marrying keep going you. I'm yeah. going to give you so many kisses <laughs> on your shoe. <laughs> Brandon, I'm leaving you. What? Fosses <laughs> Me bitter. Me bitter. Um, so in, in preparing for your wedding, what's so ridiculous leading up to this fucking wedding is that you, you pointed this out as we were watching it. They don't do the very fucking basics that all people have universal experiences regarding this. There's no bridal shower episode. Right. Becky never, because Becky doesn't have fucking friends. She has her cousin Connie. She talks about her brothers and sisters. We don't see them in these two episodes. Mm-hmm. There's no bachelor party. Well, that's because all the men are square, <laughs> right? And what were they going to do for the bachelor party anyway? Danny was probably like, you want to clean the house? <laughs> let's do that. Joe was probably like, let's I mean, go to the comedy shop. <laughs> but that's the thing is then you, you take them to the strip club. And then you have Joey doing his routines to try to impress a stripper. And you have Danny freaking out about how dirty the place is. And he's just like constantly being like, I can't sit here or here. Or <laughs> you, I'm giving you this money to not Full touch House, me. Full House wouldn't touch a strip club. <laughs> they would call it. They would try to call it something else. Oh, yeah. They'd be like a gentleman's club or a dance club. <laughs> oh, sure. And, when and then they'd, they'd say see DJ and they'd be like, huh? <laughs> DJ, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Kimmy, why are you holding up your wrist to DJ's nose? <laughs> What's on your wrist, Kimmy? <laughs> Sugar! Oh, honey, honey, you are my candy girl, and I can't stop fucking you. <laughs> I love coke. So then do we think that there was a bachelor party that went to a strip club and they just couldn't show it? Yeah, well, so, yeah. if Jesse is as cool as he fucking says he is, you'd think Jesse and the Rippers would have thrown a bachelor. Oh, yeah. The Rippers! That was actually, that was something I was glad to finally see, because I just couldn't understand what the Ripper, the constant Ripper, looks like. Yeah, the constant like, even Ripper. <laughs> the, the Garfunkel guy. The, the, the constant the Ripper sounds like a fucking Oscar movie is coming out in 2017. <laughs> the constant Ripper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're... you're theme of Constant Ripper. <laughs> the one Oscar nomination they got. Um, <laughs> no, your description so was spot on, but at the same time, like, I could not picture it until I saw it. Because he's an anomaly. What, how do you... There's no, there's no reference point, truly, for it. <laughs> no. It's like they hired musicians to, you know, play these characters who don't have dialogue. He must be on, like, the writing staff, where he can also play an instrument. Because if he's there all the time and they don't bother to get anybody else back, yeah. he must be involved somehow where he's just like, yeah, guys, I can also play the bass. Let me get in here. Oh, my God. I so, can just imagine people in that writing. It's like writing for 30 hours, but it's like, you know, I, I actually imagine I could play this character. Shut up, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So we should actually backtrack and go back to the k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k k
Open. Uh, so um, we have a couple cold opens because we watched two episodes. Uh, the first cold open was the classic bit of an adult teaching Michelle how to do something. Hey, Tattoo, what's up? What do you want? All right, Michelle. What? You, you have to. Spit to death. You have to be the flower girl what's at the that? wedding. What's so that? you gotta watch, watch me, and then he takes the basket. And no, he no, no. He doesn't flowers. have the basket. He has something else. Oh, he has a Kleenex box. Yeah, yeah. He's taking the Kleenex and he puts the Kleenex on the ground. He's Mm -hmm. like, you do it like that. Now you try. Okay, Daddy. Now fucking follow me around the house as I throw and waste tissue paper. I run so fast and you cannot catch up to me. So we have this and this is going on for like a minute. Like Michelle's running around dropping uh, Kleenex. Uh, tissue paper and uh, Danny is having to say whatever he wants for the next few moments so Bob, he's like this is your time to shine <laughs> yeah come on man you're a comedy you're a comedy guy simply snap just say what you want right say whatever comes to your head we'll cut it out in post all the filthy shit you want to say <laughs> we'll cut that out and we'll leave only the good the good morsels Michelle, I'm going to shove these Kleenexes in <laughs> your fucking puss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to stop up that blood hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was a bunch, and the one they landed on was, these used to be trees. That silence. <laughs> and there was a good three to five seconds after, yeah. and then fade to black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's always it's always inexplicably so short, or it goes on a little bit too long. Yeah. More like last week, it goes on for three fucking minutes. <laughs> they have no clue how to do a consistent cold open. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, part two doesn't have a traditional cold open. No, no, no. It's just a classic. Classic recap. Recap. Max Headroom. Max Headroom. Where Michelle goes... What could happen? I don't know. She said, not if I know. I'm omnipotent. I know all. I see all. Who are you? I am the God. I am the God. <laughs> Jamaica man. <laughs> oh, honey, honey. Da, 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 <laughs> Give me the candy, girl. <laughs> I heard she's a mid candy. So when we come into this first episode, DJ is wearing... Purple from top to bottom. It looks pant like suit. yeah, it's like, it's like a pant, it's it's like like jumpsuit. Jump oh, it's disgusting. Man. Yeah, she she is making. She says that she's making a wedding video, but it seems like she's making a wedding documentary. What is the purpose? It's a gift. It's a gift to uh, Jesse and Becky, so they can look on these fond memories where the majority of the shots are just DJ and Stephanie going. I want credit for this. And also, Stephanie, at one point, just taking on the role, that, like, the voice of a male reporter, almost as if she doesn't have a reference for, like, what a woman can do in news. She's like, I'm talking, and I'm Stephanie Tanner. And it's like, women can, you can just be a girl who's interviewing people. They had to give the kids something to something. do in this episode. So they were like, we'll, we'll, we'll lump DJ and Stephanie together in this episode. They're filming. This is their thing they do yeah. for the next two episodes. And then... They uh, drop it so fast, too. I mean, yeah. it's just like halfway through the first episode, it's pretty much gone already. Mm-hmm. If it's one of those things where, like, I feel like if I was tasked with writing this, I would forget that. And then they're like, well, it's not enough to just give Michelle... The flower girl thing, what can we do? What what can be a defining moment in Michelle Tanner's life for this episode? <gasps> Wait. We bring back Howie. 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 
Howie. Who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Howie. I don't, I don't know Howie. Uh, Howie, you might remember, longtime listeners, full-time Full House watchers. Uh, Howie. Scholarship the, recipients. The Howie who does not have a last name, just Howie, uh, <laughs> is back. And he's older and he's wiser and he's D T. <laughs> so he's DTP down to play. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a baby. Yeah. As Brian pointed out, he is aged so that he now looks like a small 40 year old person. Yeah, it's yes. so crazy. Because if I remember Howie correctly, he had like bright blonde hair and was like, Michelle. And Michelle was like, I want to kiss him. Uh, <laughs> she, Michelle is so. Her heart can change at a moment's notice. She doesn't even know who the fuck this kid is anymore. And she lays eyes on him and is like, Howie, Howie, Howie. When he's in a tuxedo, oh, yeah, she yeah. has that switch to mama. <laughs> but when she first meets Howie, she's like, you smell like fucking oh, rot. Right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now he's back. He's got a mullet. You smell like cat mouth. <laughs> and they, and they go to play. They're, and they're, they're having to sleep together in the same room. Yeah, they're doing that thing where they put another tiny bed mm-hmm. in Michelle's room, and it's like, why is there just another tiny bed? They have it down in the basement mm-hmm. in Joey's room. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. And bring it up whenever they need it. <laughs> wants to have a sleepover in Joey's room. <laughs> Sometimes Joey likes to sleep in the small bed instead of the large bed because it makes him feel bigger. I don't care if it's creepy. Because actually feels so small. like an episode of Big. Yeah. The movie Big. He's just like, no, I'm Tom Hanks. No, Fred, you got it right the first time. He's in an episode of the TV series of Big. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get it. I'm surprised we haven't had it yet. 2016, I wouldn't put it past anyone. Let's go to the night, the first night they have together, where Howie's pajamas... <laughs> what a the disgusting night they spent phrase. together. Yes, Howie's pajamas is, the, is in full Joey's Ninja Turtle outfit. Makes a return. Well, not Joey's outfit, but the same pajama costume. <laughs> the same pajamas. But who did he? Who did he say he was? Because he was. He said it was fucking Raphael and had the fucking purple headband on, which is Donatello. You dumbass. You got real mad. <laughs> You're not even joking. Like you got real uh, mad. Uh, maybe the kid doesn't know, but like someone on that set should have been like, actually, you Donatello. No, the costume designer was like, what the fuck are Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtles? What is this? A Midget Turtle. What is this Midget Turtle turtle doing here? (laughs) He cannot help me fight the splinter. I have to fight the splinter. Maybe fact check your facts. You You should get mad at me because I just said splinter instead of shredder. God damn it. (laughs) God. You stupid queen. They tell Michelle, look... This isn't the second part. They say, we can't have a cake unless we have a party. We can't have a party unless someone gets married. And she's like, oh, okay, well, fuck it. Howie, put your finger in my fingers so we can put our faces into cake. Yeah, they do stick each other's fingers in each other's mouths <laughs> with, with cake. cake on it. Uh, but you know, like, that was the whole, the whole reason for it was somebody went, you know what would be adorable? Mm-hmm. If she got married. If we had two small children dressed like adults. And they did all the beats of the wedding. Yes, but they in don't miniature. do that. But they don't do that. I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure in Fuller House, Michelle is studying abroad with Howie, who has oh, become. They're not married. They're living living a bohemian lifestyle. In sin. Yeah. <laughs> in sin. Drinking like emerald green liqueur, mm-hmm. like writing bad poems, not bathing. Michael John Nunez, who of course he did play Howie in the original episode that Howie. I'm appeared. impressed that they brought him back. It's insane. He's a terrible little actor because everything out of his mouth, he's like. I am Raphael, the teenage turtle. Cake? 
Where is Cake? I am Howie. It's the worst. We should have known he was coming because it says he was in two episodes. This is the last time we will see Howie. He was also in Thumbelina. Is that as Little B? Little B. Oh God! And he was Beanie in the Pebble. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! He was in two separate Don Bluth animated productions, playing Little B and. Beanie. He's, he's, he's John Bluth's uh, muse. Don? Did you say John or Don? Don. Okay. Don John starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Scarlett Johansson. I love three things. My apartment, my fucking porn. And working out. Yeah. And then that same kid went to Don Bluth and he's like, got a role for me in Titan AE? And he was like, fuck your shit. I'm not going to write a robot called... BB stupid. You should have done BB eight. Yeah, BB bop. So yeah, that's the whole Howie. There we go. Thing done. We're never talking about Michelle anymore in this episode. I don't like how this episode uses Becky at all. They reduce her from the word go to a shrill, screeching, whining mess. Well, she's worried. She wants everything to go perfectly. And surprise, surprise, there's. Conflict immediately between uh, Jesse and her parents. But there is like that's once it's one scene of conflict, right? And then that's it. So yeah, Becky runs in at the top of this, and she's like, "Where's Jesse? He's supposed to meet my parents for the first time mm-hmm. on the fucking eve of this wedding." Um, Which is insane. Yeah, Connie shows up with Howie, and then the the in laws show up. So these are Becky's parents, and the dad says, "Oh, I was." trying to fucking deal with this maniac on the road who was driving a boner cycle. <laughs> we I, had to replay it. I, it is I, what he said. I, it's, it might be motorcycle, but He's, God, it sounds like boner cycle. <laughs> this actor, this shitty actor is letting his bad accent that comes and goes whenever he pleases mm-hmm. fuck with his just ability to say basic words. I mean, as, we point, as you said during the... Th- it's... it's Somebody doing a community theater production of Cat in a Hot Tin Roof you as said Big that. Daddy. Yeah. Big, yeah, he's we'll playing Big Daddy. On that. We'll share a credit on that. <laughs> on that crack that we put on him. So this is... For this poor dead actor. <laughs> God. This is, this is Don Hood is Kenneth Donaldson. I can't believe they gave him a full name, Kenneth Donaldson. Well, shit, we know well, what her last name Becky is, Donaldson. So. That's true. It's automatic. That's it should have just been Big Daddy Donaldson. <laughs> Mendacity! <laughs> so what else has Don Hood been in? Uh, well, probably his most notable credit is he was in Ed Wood. He was in Ed Wood as the Southern backer. He was also in two episodes of he's Swamp known, Thing. No, he's known for his Southern accent. Oh, I want that guy. <laughs> he was in a couple episodes of Swamp Thing. He was in A Seduction in Travis County. Whoa. As like Herman. Herman. <laughs> Munster. Herman Munster. He was in an episode of Tales of the Crypt. Or Tales from the Crypt, I'm sorry. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was the deputy in the boyfriend school. The boyfriend school is open for business. Day hey now, hey now. now. Teach my boyfriend to be nice. <laughs> he was in Fletch Lives. <laughs> <laughs> is that the second Fletch? Yeah. Oh, boy. Because the first one is just called Fletch. <laughs> he was in, of course, Scarecrow and Which Mrs. King. Which was almost uh, remade with, uh, what's, Zach Braff. Zach Braff was almost Fletch. God, there was like a five to six year period where everybody was attached to the new Fletch. Oh, that's right. Those and that was the, never uh, made. And uh, what's his face? Uh, he was also. Uh, Dane Cook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dane Cook has the classic character. He was also in Black <laughs> um, This poster is going straight up on the Tumblr. <laughs> His obsession would become her nightmare. This is just—it's a gimp. It's a gimp. It's a gimp. 
<laughs> it's American it, Horror uh, Story season one. Who else? And it's this guy who plays the creep. Oh, oh uh, Keith Carradine from um, from uh, Dexter and oh, and uh, Fargo season one. Well, he's uh, got a name. So yeah, that that's the whole thing about Don Hood. That's the whole thing about Don Hood. What an elo- eloquence! Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He died at nine eleven. Really shook him. Um, so Danny and Joey realize <laughs> it's been two years. I'm still not over it. Oh, he was also in Cat People. Never forget. I can't forget. Oh, he was in Cat People. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Danny and Joey realize that. He, they're wearing opposite tuxedos. They decide, hilarious, hilarious. They decide that they are going to change tuxedos in the middle of the fucking kitchen With and children running around, people that they know are arriving. I mean, clearly their house is hosting everybody, so it's not yeah. like it's a surprise that people are arriving. Uh, it's their house. If they want to, if they want to <laughs> here, if they stay want here, to, the <laughs> if they want to get out with their cocks out, leaning all the way back, and then you're like, you know, I have something to say. Well, the worrying part was that Stephanie was into the look. She, she comes, said that she comes down she, with the video camera. She goes, "I missed everything." Yeah. Good luck, Dad. Because oh, they're they're, they're, the ones they're in their chonies. It's like, hey, nice chonies, Dad. Look at that ass. Daddy. Daddy. I am also glad that I, I got I got a, a classic homophobe joke in, in, in here as well because the uh, Becky's parents come in. Why, I can't remember why they're going to the kitchen. To get away from Jesse. Get, I get away from <laughs> Jesse. Something, and yeah. they enter and wouldn't you know it, the boys are in uh, shenanigans. Yeah. And they say something like, oh, we were just changing clothes. The but good not kind. The good kind of thing that I mean. We're just wearing each other's pants. And they're like, um, there are no good kinds of men being naked together. Okay, do you the, want the, the truth? The mother-in-law was digging it. She was, she was smiling. smiling. She was like, this is hilarious. Do you want the truth? Joey shimmied his little boxers down, and he put his red pimple ass on the fucking end of the dining table, and I was straight up blowing him, fucking tickling the back of my throat, that dick was, and you fucking interrupted right as he was about to shoot his milkweed down my fucking canal. I was going to get my monthly intake of protein. I hate the term milkweed. I hate it. It's so cold that when I blew my load, it turned into a frozen milkweed. Like a bolt of lightning, it was, I say. A salty sickle. A salty popsicle. Why do they have this weird, like, I say, uh, like, afterwards? I say, I do. I do, I say. (laughs) Captain Pinkbeard. Captain Pinkbeard's back. (laughs) Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. What say you, you stupid bum? (laughs) If you wish to enter thee, you will have to answer riddle three. It's a pirate sphinx. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Did you just say that I only have to answer riddle three? Yeah, I have other two. I have two others, but they're real easy. Yar har har and a bottle of chum. He's a pirate sphinx bottom. He's, he's a what now? A pirate sphinx bottom. A pirate sphinx bottom? <laughs> Dead to me. <laughs> You're falling apart. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show, guys. Uh, Captain Pigbird's a power bottom. Is that what you're saying? I love it. I'm a hungry bottom. Selfish I be. Um, so, I'm sorry. So, Jesse's running around in this shirt. But he comes in in black jeans, black leather jacket, black leather vest, and then a black denim shirt underneath, which has black leather stitching on it in the shape of the letter E. Yeah. And then other, like, random uh, 
polygons on the sleeves. It, it's a it's an enormous lowercase e, and we had a hard time looking at it because under certain lighting, it, it's invisible completely. It's subliminal. All of his, both of his outfits in this e, episode e, e, are e, e, e. are black with like patterning on them that his, disappears. Yeah, well, like let's just talk about the tux, tuxedo he oh, wears. You you two could not get over it. You were like, it's, it's fucking embroidered. It's so distracting. It's like pa- like weird paisley embroidery. It's it, what some asshole in Vegas would wear. Is this like, mm-hmm. yeah, just this black paisley that is is like crushed velvet on mm-hmm. regular cotton. No. If, if you wore that in real life, it wouldn't take you more than, it would take you less than five years to look at those wedding photos and go, I don't know why anyone would let me wear that. Like that's an immediate regret. Yeah. So when you, Fred, were looking at attire for your wedding, what what did you did you know right away? You were like, I know what I want. Yeah, I mean, I, I would do, say it's easier for a yeah. fella. Well, in it's general. definitely easier for guys. I mean, it was sort of also I did a navy suit, and then all the guys were also in navy suits. Um, so it was just very easy to do. I looked sharp. I can say I was there. I was. Brandon there, was there. We did. Uh, we went with the crack. Uh, <laughs> Everybody pick your pick your own. So it was um, everybody pick your own what? Pick your own suit. So oh, it was suit. like okay. So I'd say for so for the guys it was it's a navy suit. Um, I'm giving you a tie. It's a white shirt, brown shoes. So mm-hmm. they're all different shades of navy. And then okay. uh, for my wife's bridesmaids, um, they were all um, I can't think of the name of the color. I'm colorblind. So that's the other reason oh. that like mm. the color was decided. And I was like, great, navy suit. Okay, <laughs> uh, right in the navy. I get it. <laughs> I I always think it's. Not necessarily like the worst idea, but I've seen more than a few people choose this concept where like the bridesmaids all have the same dress, but then they get to have like an element that's a completely different mm. color from person to person. Mm-hmm. And so it just winds up looking like an Easter parade. <laughs> it's like, oh God, I know exactly what I'm thinking of. This woman I know, her bridesmaids got to choose what color their flats were, like their shoes. Mm. So it was like, we're all in blue dresses, but I have a fun candy pink. Right. I have a daisy yellow or a fucking Easter grass green. And it's like, let's all fucking walk down the boardwalk and sing about how Sunday's the best. <laughs> Easter Sunday. What, what would you say is the biggest <clears throat> hurdle or antic that you did deal with in your real life? Wedding. Uh, oh, that's easy. Uh, this is our this is our wedding story that we that we bust out oh. at, at parties. Here we go. Here right? we go. Strap you should in. be used to telling it. Um, so act one. <laughs> act one. We live on Southport, and so when we were picking the cake, we decided to go with this bakery that was that's just up the street. That was that's next to like Music Box Theater that area. And we went. We did the tasting. It was great. They were going to be able to make the cake we wanted to make. So we're all set. This is several months in advance because my wife was very on top of things and was like my, uh, so my wife's the youngest of four sisters okay so she has been in three other weddings as a bridesmaid oh no so she is sort of <laughs> she's like seen she, she knows she's like here's our schedule and here's where we need to have things done and I was so glad because I've never been in any wedding so I was like I'm just whatever whatever <laughs> we need to do <sighs> so yeah so we we had that locked in way in advance three weeks before the wedding we get a phone call and their cake decorator quit and they could not make any of the cakes, and so they were canceling all of their cakes. And they refunded us the deposit, and they're just like, "We're so sorry." They were, and they were great. I mean, they the woman who owned it was very apologetic. Uh, so this they, must be a small business. Yeah, I mean, this okay. is a small business. They gave. I mean, what ended up happening? They ended up closing because I'm oh pretty sure God. because they, they they lost so much money from having to give back the wedding cake deposits mm-hmm. that they must have like because several by a month after our wedding they had closed. 
Um, well, I'm sure it cannot be easy to find someone no. who can do that job. And it's possible. It's, I mean, they were canceling, so three weeks and out. So I, I mean, I'm sure even longer than that, they had to just say, like, I'm sorry, we can't guarantee we can make your cake. But they were all, I mean, again, they were they were very wonderful to us. They um, they gave us free gluten-free cupcakes because my mom can eat gluten. So they were, they were, like, super nice about it and everything. So now it's three weeks before the wedding. We have to find a new cake. This is on Friday. Saturday, we go to Dinkles. And <laughs> Dinkles, Dinkles, Dinkles. Uh, oh, it's the first place we go to. They're great. They've made the cake that we want to have before, so they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, it tastes great. We're like back on track. Right. Put it, we don't even put down the pause. We, buy, we just buy it outright. We're like, we're gonna just take care of this now. It's three weeks out. No surprises. Sure. Mm-hmm. Day of the wedding, everything goes great. And immediately after, you know, everybody's in the waiting room waiting for the guests to leave so we can do photos in the space. And the event coordinator at the space comes over and she goes, uh, so we didn't want to tell you this before the wedding, but your Whoa. cake never showed up. <laughs> oh, no. And they asked us, because they want to know if we had, like, another cell phone number or anybody we could get in touch with. Like, well, all we have is their, their office number and they couldn't get in a hold of anybody. That bakery hasn't been here since 1972. <laughs> They're ghost <Whoa>. bakery. <laughs> ghost cake, um, delicious. <laughs> so then they ended up, uh, they got a hold of another bakery that they'd worked with in the past, the event space, and they ended up serving um, three different cakes that they had like made that day that didn't get sold. So okay. including, including like a wedding style cake. I mean, Brandon, I'm sure you had no idea that this was going on. No. Uh, everybody <laughs> I mean, I'm was, furious now. <laughs> What? I feel gypped. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, we're, everybody we've talked to has always been like, oh, we just thought you got three different kinds of cakes or yeah. had the kind of cake that they wanted. Right, right. Um, That's a huge thing now in general. Right. I so, I mean, it totally, like, played off fine. And mm-hmm. also, you know, I mean, it's very stressful putting together essentially the biggest part of your of your life for a wedding. But we'd already gotten married by the time they told us, so my wife was just great. She's just like, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's just, no cake. It's okay. We also had a... Um, a s'mores bar at the end. So he's like, oh, I'm really that excited that about the s'mores awesome. bar. Yeah. So she's like, like, I don't even care about the cake. And yeah. anyone, anyone who had the unfucking mitigated gall to anyone who goes up to a bride or a groom and is like, well, you know, it's a little disappointing that, <laughs> I mean, it just, you, I thought that you had everything. In. <laughs> there was no, no I mean, we, we'd already. You really um, should have planned this better, don't you think? I mean, we did it, we did it, we did it at Ravenswood Event Center, which was great. I'm going to plug them mm-hmm. uh, if you're looking for a space to do a wedding. Wreck. <laughs> uh, no, they're, I mean, they're great. Obviously, they handle the cake thing, but throughout it. But so it's this, it's like a uh, industrial space. Yeah, it was um, cool. And an actress friend of ours officiated the ceremony. Okay. So it was already a very non-traditional one. So anybody who was going to be offended was already offended. Right. She's great. Uh, I saw her in the Christmas Carol recently, by the way. Yeah. Uh, her uh, Theo Allen, fantastic yeah. actor. Uh, she's got another show with The Goodman coming up. Um, so I'm also going to plug her. <laughs> Recommend her. <laughs> the Goodman. Christmas Carol. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Um, so anyway, so, so it, all, it all worked out. And then afterwards, um, they called my mother-in-law, the Dinkles the Bakery. I was Called my mother-in-law. The next day on Monday. Why would they call your mother-in-law? Well, they tried calling us, and we'd already left the country for a honeymoon. Okay. So <laughs> they called the event space, and they gave them my mother-in-law's number. And they're like, the owner called her. Uh, he goes, I'm so sorry. They made the cake. They just didn't deliver it. This is the first time in our 45 years that we've ever not delivered a wedding cake. Whoa. Well, that's so uh, weird. And so they, they refunded us. Um, they bought there you go. The other cakes that we ended up doing, and they gave us a certificate for one free cake of any size. Of um, any size? Any size. So they, they obviously felt 
terrible about what had happened. That's amazing that they paid for the three cakes <laughs> you wound up having. Yeah, no, they yeah. covered they covered everything cake related. I, I I would think they would have to because I mean, that would tarnish a reputation. Like, that is wow. that is their yeah. business. It's yeah. like if that and if that is true that that's the first time that has happened in forty five fucking somebody years. Somebody must have gotten fired. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I would have slit a throat because they had it. That's <laughs> the thing. They like, call my mother in law and they're like, "So we have this cake though. Do you want it?" And she was like, I've already left Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up donating it, which was good. good. Nice. So we didn't just get thrown out. <laughs> Trying to get this cake to happen was our big, uh, our, our big challenge. What dumb, dinkled, wingnut dummy <laughs> was just like, I forgot. Dude. What? I made it, and then I put it in the cooler. I was like, ah, that's, that's it. We're I done. fell asleep in the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so nice in there. It was a hot summer day, and he got cool and just. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's a great story. That <laughs> accent makes me think of. Uh, well, we should go back to the next scene <laughs> of Jesse's future father-in-law cornering him in his room, now telling him up, telling him that he needs stealing to. him up. Yeah. So Jesse's like, clothes, boy. Jesse's like, "What's up? Okay, are we doing this fun like father-in-law son and father-in-law? I like the, I like the cut of your yeah. dick, boy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he like reaches under like his jacket to like his vest, he's like to like." Like stop, his stop wearing things that should be wallets. That yeah. was what he what he called it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh god. And this is the scene where the accent inexplicably came back. Heavy. 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 I um, say. I say. So basically, the the whole point of this conversation is he's trying to convince Jesse. Hey, you know what? You seem like you have a lot of fun, but hey, when you walk down that aisle, you are abandoning. Your uh, lifestyle. Lifestyle. Your mojo's gonna have to be left at the fucking back of the church, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's like you sowed your last seed. I know you went around and you did stuff, and I don't need to hear about it, but I know about it. Yeah. You, you trade in that bonus motorcycle cycle <laughs> for a station <laughs> wagon. Yeah. Station wagon. Yeah, yeah. St- yeah, the, the look at Jesse's eyes, he's like, station wagon? Well, I have Stop, to give up my. In that moment. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned this in the last episode, mm-hmm. but in the last episode, Jesse unveiled his. Home lazy Susan. Uh, uh, was that the term? <laughs> yes, because it, yeah. it's the thing you can like spin around. And yeah. he's like, like a look, spice rack. But yeah, for yeah. Combs. he was so proud. He's like, hey, Becky, look at what I made. And Becky's probably like, you fucking idiot. In fucking two days, you're going to be a husband. Mm-hmm. You're fucking putting together a lazy Susan for your combs. Mm-hmm. This, this is one's for my acts. pubes. <laughs> if every pube I grew. Could land into my mouth. I keep it open so, forever. So Jesse gets hit with this information. Whoa. And Which, the, uh, yeah. Whoa. It whoa. seems. And it seems like they're setting up the father-in-law of like, I'm gonna undermine this wedding. I'm mm-hmm. gonna drive you off. Yeah. Or it's a test. Or it's a test. But either way, it just. Either way. But either way, he's just an idiot saying this stuff, and then it's dropped, and that's it. Like you think you'd have a monologue at the end, like. I figured if you walked away, I knew that my Becky would be better off without you. But, now but I, I thought, know. yeah. But I, but I also knew that if you stuck around, that you were the man for her. Give me your dick. And there's also a moment where I thought there was a moment where like he he mentions to talking to her, talking to him, and Becky's like, "What'd you say?" Oh yeah, what'd you say to him? Right. Like again, it's like this thing, and then it just goes away. Mm-hmm. They don't even have a moment of true like Jesse. Congratulations, I like you, boy. I like right. you. Don't even have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does tell Jesse, I used to be like you, boy. And Jesse's like, okay, <laughs> sure. You're going to be Whatever like me. Well, You're going to have a gut out to the fucking ceiling? Yeah. I used to do rodeo. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He used to, instead of like motorcycle stunts, he was a rodeo clown. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he was so, a clown. <laughs> so uh, this, this inspires Jesse. 
Jesse to, to get, and this takes us to the most inexplicable moment in the show, right? So he grabs Joey. It's the morning of the wedding. Joey's like, you're getting married in three hours. And three, three hours. hours. And Jesse's like, well, have you shut up, will you? 10 a.m. wedding. Yeah. Which is terrible. Right. And also, who does that to people? Three hours before the wedding, everyone would already be God, yeah. ready, dressed. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Up. I've been up for Especially hours. Especially Becky, mm-hmm. who would be obsessed with getting this right. She'd be like, no, I'm leaving nothing to chance. So uh, I've been around you, you who's for too long now. Yeah. You're going to abandon this family. <laughs> he tells Joey, he's like, we have to go to the airport. And I was like, airport? Okay, so he's leaving. He's I thought they were taking a trip. And so but they immediately... Yeah. Take it out of there. No, right. no, 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 it's the next scene that they do. There's like something like Becky's like, where's Jesse? And there's a hard cut to that plane in the sky. Uh, it's like, uh, what but no, kind but of be- plane is But that? before that, though, we do know he's coming back. Yes. Like, the very next scene is the note saying, I've left, I've t- I kidnapped Joey. Ha ha. Ha ha. LOL. I'll- <laughs> Um, but I'll be back in time for the wedding. I have one last thing to do. Right. Which is sort of like he's going to Vegas. Hiring a uh, hooker yeah. and then I know, coming back. I know what this This also reminded <laughs> this me. This is the last time. <laughs> Jesus. Stop, I'm in love. Stop fucking but looks, in the air. She looks, she looks uh, like Elvis. Yeah. That's why he's going to Vegas. Yeah. But this is exactly like when he was like, I got to do one last thing to prove to myself that I'm cool. Scott Bayo, let's get on our motorcycles and drive on the edge of a fucking building yeah. to prove that our dicks still have blood <laughs> in them. God, I forgot that was an episode. I, it was an episode. Scott Bayo wearing that wig? Yep. yep. Okay, so uh, we, we cut to uh, the... the Inexplicable shot of here we go. It's the inside of the plane. Joey <laughs> is flying the plane, and Jesse is in a tux, and over his tux is a jumpsuit, and over his jumpsuit is a parachute like st- strap thing, and he is ready to jump out of this plane over what? Hawaii. The the island from Jurassic Park is what it looks like. The volcano it's, it's, it's from JP the Pixar short lawn. JP3. Right. Yeah. He's going to land. They have to get Grant and go and rescue him. Right. So, is that, that William H. Macy? Oh my god, that'd be, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh god. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for spitting on me while saying snurf. Uh, I just, I, I, I said it already, but I do, I think it's the volcano from the Pixar short lava. It's like, I had a dream. I love you. I love you, Becky. Splash. And then everyone on the internet is like, I hate that short. It's sexist. And I'm like, all right, we could maybe talk about something else. No, I hate it. Jesse also goes like, I did all the training. I just didn't go because it was windy. I took all the lessons. I took all the lessons. But that means I'm ready to do it by myself without a certified instructor in case something goes wrong. When the Joey says, well, if you want a thrill, how about this? And he does a barrel roll in the plane. Mm -hmm. He knows how to do a barrel roll. Dave Cooley is also doing some shit-tastic pilot acting. He keeps looking <laughs> out the window like, what's down there? What's down there? Joey. Hope I don't Dave. hit a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I hope a bird isn't flying straight up at the plane. Um, so at one point, Jesse jumps out and Joey goes, oh no, he jumped out of the plane without his and it's like can of moose. <laughs> I thought I was going to say parachute. And, and he goes to Jesse going, Oh no, I forgot my moves! That like, that like, um, 80 yard line. He's above a fucking beautiful green tropical landscape. Finally doing the last thing as a man before Becky just cuts off his penis. Yeah, and he goes, I forgot my moose. My moose, baby. What was he gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) 
But, th- but it's but it's moose who just flies in the opposite direction. <laughs> no, my moose! <laughs> I didn't account for the wind shear. <laughs> uh, I mean, we hit most of these. Going into part two, we hit most of these points. He lands in a tree, a tomato truck stops, to, and the ginger guy comes out, and he's like, Oh, hi there, what's wrong, boy? <laughs> Jesse cuts off his parachute so he can land in the tomatoes, and the ginger's like, Should You Sam Hill queer queen? <laughs> oh, you, I bet you love blacks. Come here, I'm going to kick your ass. He's like, it's not tomatoes anymore, you fuck it. Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my nipple when you say things. Man, I'm watching all the magic happen, the things up. I only imagined when yeah. listening to this show. <laughs> I don't, dear, dear listeners, it's even better in person. <laughs> Honey, husband, are you listening to How Rude in Bed Again? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Come uh, see the live show. <laughs> oh, yes, please. We'll uh, more more <laughs> details. So much nipple flicking. As much so doing, 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 doing. At one point, Brandon and I, during the live, we'll just take off our shirts <laughs> and, like, wrestle in a tub. <laughs> a tub. Of a tomatoes. Bat. Yes. <laughs> and then we both poke our heads. We, we raise ourselves from the tub. Heads go over the rim of the tub, and we both go, Red <laughs> I thought we were just going to go, It's Keicho. It's Keicho. Get you out, Red Dance. This fucked up hee haw <laughs> laughing thing that we're doing. He then tries to steal the truck. Um, of the ginger. Of the ginger. And uh, my immediate reaction was like, oh, okay, so then he goes to report it to the cops, and the cops show up at the wedding. Now we have to explain everything. Nope, faster. No, faster. It needs to be faster than that. <laughs> the cops are just driving down this country road. Boss hog. <laughs> he comes down, he's like, oh, well, I guess I gotta arrest you. He's like, no, Jesse's like, you don't understand, officer. I'm wearing a tuxedo. I'm going to my wedding. Oh, a tuxedo, huh? Well, what about I had a bracelet to that outfit, you fuck? There's there's <laughs> the stupid jokes about how if a tomato is a fruit or a vegetable. We get uh, it multiple so times. A lot of tomato talk before the cop even shows up. So much tomato talk. Welcome to tomato talk. <laughs> That was a solid two pages, guys. Mm-hmm. That was a good day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pounding it out. So Becky finds out that Jesse is in jail. She goes. She There's some wonderful said, phone acting. Oh, that Bob Newhart phone acting. Jesse's what? In jail? You have no time to actually pass this information on because I'm doing it too quickly. The cop, when Becky gets upset, is like, oh, hell, I'm too busy eating this tomato and sprinkling pepper on it from a shaker. Why don't you two just leave? I drop all the charges. I will say, I thought that moment was way more touching than uh, the actual wedding scene or mm-hmm. any of the speeches that came after when she's like, you want to go on a parachute? I'm right there with you. I, was like, I mean, like, that was actually a nice moment of yeah. like... And she said, we're about to embark on the greatest adventure of all. Right. I mean, that at least was... A nice, yes. a nice moment that felt somewhat earned. Yes. I agree. So uh, where, where uh, the it was, it was still just such like a, and the cop goes, "All right, well, this plot point's over. So yeah. long. Here's some tomatoes." So they yeah. they, they uh, hitch a ride with the. With she gets a, a basket of them. They hitch a ride with the Hallelujah chorus. The car gets co- towed, and they, right. they. Oh yeah, she borrowed Big Daddy's car to even go to the jail, and when that gets towed, they run into the bus. Right with the Hallelujah chorus. And Becky's like, get the fuck out of the driver's seat. I need to get to my wedding. And the yeah. driver's, because it's, the entire bus is filled with black. It's probably the most black people you've ever seen on black the show. Black people who are oh, already, already, they're going to a choir competition. Why are they already dressed to compete? They're in their flowing Sister Act 2 it's, purple robes. It's Valentine's Day. It's probably cold. Oh, my God. The cop does That's say. Right. They're getting married well, on Valentine's Day. He goes, hell, hey, hell, I'll drop the charges. It is Valentine's Day. Well, who gets married on Valentine's <sighs> Day? What a fuck you to all other couples. And what a double fuck you to the single people in your life. Like, ha not only am I getting fucking married. Uh, it's Valentine's Day. 
<laughs> I got blown, dudes. It's Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. I'm married. I got blown. So they ride this bus all the way back to the wedding. The wedding happens. What more do we want to say? The what more do we want to say? Quickest ceremony ever, followed immediately by Jesse stepping over to the grand piano in the church to sing a song that should be sung during the reception, but they yeah. can't because he has to sing a second song during At the, reception. the reception. He sings the the forever song, which other guests have mentioned. The, if every word I said could make you laugh, I talk forever. He's, and then it you know sounds it, bad. The singing of it sounds bad. And then the chorus, which the whole reason they even became a plot point, was they show up and they join in the in the middle of the song to like give Fr- that back. Fred, you actually said out loud, and here come the props. Because <laughs> they know the song somehow. What did they, he do? Teach it to them on the bus? Their one objective as characters immediately gets subsumed by the main white characters. And like, oh, well, all right, I guess you should drive the bus. You are a famous white person, so yeah. <laughs> Godspeed. Yeah. It's your wedding. It, we'll, we'll skip this choir competition that we've been going to. I mean, there are a lot of things. We notice Big Daddy doesn't walk Becky down the aisle, which is insane. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, there's a montage as he's singing. <clears throat> we get baby photos of John Stamos and Lori Laughlin. Yeah, th- that's weird to me. Is that a thing? Yeah, well... Th- uh, Is that a thing? Well, so not at... At weddings? To show no, baby at pictures? weddings, but so at my... Mm-hmm. Um, at my rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. there was a video montage that my uh, mom and dad put together oh, of nice. me and Grace, like... Yes. Being kids, and then us together. Alex and Nichols' wedding and also yeah. did that as well. And so it's... it's, it's a th- But usually not at the wedding when there's everybody. It's right. more the inner circle. And I, right. I, I think it was it was more strange because... Come into the third room for a special screening. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason this felt strange is because it was... It's a TV show. Oh, yeah. And so we're just little... seeing the, like, actors as the kids. The people at the church were just watching them sing for yeah. two to three minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. They weren't seeing this. Just we viewers yes. were granted the privilege of seeing the actual John Stamos <laughs> baby photos. Oh, right. and I wasn't able to fully connect with this at all because the second I grew up with, of course, was Boy Meets World. And when they, when uh, Corey and Topanga got married in Boy Meets World, that actually felt like an enormous culmination of fucking years and years of television. Mm-hmm. And this has only been... I know that they've been a couple for a couple of seasons now, but I don't know if the show ever really bothered to do as much work as it claims to have done. Right. Plus, so got, they had the... I mean, then they get... He proposed to her, like, so early on in the process, too, right? He so proposed to her way too early. They got that fake-out wedding. It took... That fake-out wedding... Season two. In, like, Tahoe, that, that really took the air out of this. This should well, be even more at the end when they when they drive off on his motorcycle at the end it says finally married and it's like yeah two seasons later right yeah. and, and, and like you said like this show this these two episodes don't have any real stakes there's no real drama they could have had an argument they could have had something truly go wrong in their relationship but no we just wanted to make it kooky oh in that montage they actually have new clips of. Jesse and Becky, like in a park. Right, there's two different park shots oh, yeah. that are they're in different costumes. So this would be different times, but it's clearly like the same, same grove of day. trees. Not even it's like ten feet over for the second shot. Well, and Lori Laughlin is wearing jeans that I told you, Brandon, to go back because you didn't notice how. I, this is me saying it. Her ass looked insane. Insanely in the jeans. great. Like skin tight, painted on jeans. You could mm. see the cheeks, like the line <laughs> in the butt. Would you say it was plump, Brandon? It was very plump, like a like a peach, Round, like like two Let him halves it. of a planet. That have been split 
and put side by side. A plant that has a horrible earthquake scar down the middle of it. Yes. <laughs> and everyone's dying. All of civilization's dying, but it is a perfect What would you do to that butt? Symbol. What would I do? What would you do to it? Okay. <laughs> you split it in half. You pantomime splitting it in half. And then what? Putting it up to your face and just smashing it to, like against the sides of your temple. Oh, I took a bite out of one, like oh, a melon, and then pressed them against his ears like they were seashells, mm. and he could hear the ocean with him. Now, all right, now, that's you're, now you're tweaking them um, separately. Oh, they are of about course. a foot apart. Yeah. The only two things I want to mention are the preacher forgets his line. <laughs> he does. He does. Can't remember what her name, her character name is. Have you seen the trailer for that Jennifer Lawrence, David O. Russell movie, Joy? Mm-hmm. There's a moment at the end. Someone pointed this out on Twitter, and I'm thankful that they did. Jennifer Lawrence at the end of that trailer goes, Don't you ever speak to my family like that again. <laughs> it's so awkward. Watch it. Because yeah. the, w- the look in her eye and the way the rest of it comes out of her mouth, I'm like, no. David Russell's catching no. that live energy that that in the moment things are happening. I've got my stable of whites. I uh, <laughs> I trot them out. I'm going to get another fucking Oscar. Uh, congrats, Jennifer Lawrence, on your Oscar nomination for <laughs> joy. Suck up. It's not going to happen again, but... Uh, no, no, no way. Uh, it's Brie Larson's to win. Oh, yeah. The reception happens at the Tanner house. It's way too crowded. It's also insane. And do they square dance? No. no. We don't see it. Fuck. Instead, Jesse gets to sing again. There was that whole thing. I had to watch the whole episode about the square dance debate. They didn't even do it. You guys did call, though, that the Rippers would be playing at the reception. Yeah, they're way in the back. You only see Garfunkel. You don't see woman with the toy tambourine. You don't see random guys probably black at the drums. Brian, are you okay? You mad about the square dancing? Yeah, I I am. I I will say the one thing about (laughs) the square dancing. Yes, but later. Fred, then, did you practice with Grace? Yes. We, um, she had a lot of patience with me. (laughs) I'm not a natural dancer, um, but she was able to, uh, instill some lessons in me. You guys, I So I didn't embarrass myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, she made it look real good. She had a lot of flair going on, so I could just kind of what, what style of dance were you doing for that? Our first dance was uh, This Must Be the Place by uh, Talking Heads. And we okay. did a combination of swing and rumba. We got some cheers. We got some. <laughs> That's unpossible. Two weeks of like sassy gay man. How you like that? <laughs> the year was 1982. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pass out some comment awards for woof-worthy fashion. Well, Woof. These are the awards that go to the individuals with diversity fashion. Mad TV reunion. <laughs> Hello, it's me. I'm Mr. Swan. Brandon, who do you give an award to? Who has the worst sense of fashion? Oh, man. That's a toughie. That's a big old toughie. I, I think, I think, uh... Not- That's a toughie. I got a boo-boo on my bum-bum. I think I do want to give it to DJ up front. That, that purple jumpsuit, I had a hard time getting over it. I, multiple times, was just like, ugh. I'm gonna have to give it to Jesse's nearly invisible E <laughs> on the side of his. E. I mean, he wore a lot of black, but that invisible E, e was E. e. Subliminal message. E. <laughs> it's like those YouTube videos where people. Have you seen these YouTube videos where people whisper things into microphones? I've I've heard about. It's like this. a weird. People right, say like it's kind of a fetish. They have, sen- they have century. Uh, thing where like, uh, yeah, it's not to no. have some kind of. You don't want to come for it. It right. is. It is absolutely like a. My body tingles when you... Spam. Hello. You go ahead, Fred? Elmo. 
Chin trip. Ten million views. Chin trip. <laughs> it also helps that I'm an objectively attractive woman. Chin trip. This isn't porn for me. <laughs> it's calming and relaxing. They also, it's also the some people also do that for unwrapping. Like if you open boxes. Oh yes, they that's do. also a thing of just like again they have like the full body chills of watching somebody open a box. Open this? What's that? Well, there are people. There are women. <laughs> this sounds like I'm like my uncle or something. This first phrase. There are YouTubers like in Japan, like these little tiny women, and what they'll do is they'll sit in front of the computer and over the course of like two and a half hours. They'll do a live fucking feed of them eating the biggest meal you've ever seen in your life, like seven to ten enormous bowls filled with food. And they're like, "Yum! I'm eating. I'm a little lady and I'm eating food." And you know, on the other end, they're like. Bum, bum. And they're making $100,000 per so. video. The government of Japan is like, make more. We're building <laughs> bridges. Tax bridges. Yes, we're building bridges because of your fucking videos. Fred, who are you giving the award to? Uh, I think I'm going to go... Oh. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, John Stavos' wedding outfit just because it's one of those, like like you said, five years later, he's going to watch that wedding, wedding video and just be like, what... Was I thinking? And you have to catch it in the light. Again, it's like a fucking magic eye mm-hmm. yes, tuxedo. Absolutely. It's There's dolphins actually swimming <laughs> on the Is jacket. Is that a teddy bear standing next to a nutcracker? Brandon, I think it is time for your classic Coke. Back to the future, too. So, Fred, as you know, catchphrases are a big staple of this well, show. So my question well, to you is a two-parter. Well, a, well, did you have a catchphrase growing up? Just something you said a lot. And B, do you have something you say often now? So when I was growing up, I grew up Irish Catholic, went to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so your I catchphrase was, peace be with you. <laughs> kind of. So uh, we, didn't, we didn't curse in my household. Like for a long time, I just did not curse generally. But uh, we did invoke God and the saints a lot. There was a lot of... Uh, Jesus Mary, and jo- Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, a lot of Jesus H. Christ. I distinctly remember at <laughs> I distinctly remember that uh, sometimes when I get upset, instead of swearing, I would say, like, St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> St. Francis of Assisi. Distinct memory. You get hit in the head by a dodgeball. St. <laughs> Francis of Assisi. <laughs> like, that was, I, I wouldn't curse, but I would say St. Francis of Assisi. This is like third grade. Did other kids think it was weird or yeah. take the opportunity to be like, you know you're saying sissy, right? <laughs> Fran- yes. He says St. Francis of Assisi. St. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Francis of Assisi. <laughs> like, even to this day, I have a difficult time cursing. Well, I'm going to pull James Lipton on you and say, considering that you are sort of reluctant to curse, at the end of the day, what is your favorite curse word? Can I talk to Mo? <laughs> I'd like to talk to Mo. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Audience goes, <laughs> Hank! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's contest. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard. No, I will say, I had a... Um, <laughs> Uh, I had a good friend in college who was just Sri Lankan, <laughs> and he loved saying cunt, but it was with his accent, so it's, you know, cunt, 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 and he, like, didn't understand why it was, like, because of... What was he, um, an epileptic nine-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why everyone's getting so upset. Well, no, but it's, like, you know, within colo- English colonial cultures, cunt is not as bad as it is in America. Okay. So he, growing up in that context, 
kind of is a lot, not as nowhere near as bad. Sure. So I mean, like, he understood, but he was just like he had fun with the fact that it offended all of us way more than it did him. Okay, that's where it was coming. That's from. where okay. it was coming from. He was just like, I know this bothers a lot of you, but to me, it means nothing. <laughs> So wait a minute. Then I wonder what is what is the equivalent? Like a word, like if you threw it out, especially at a woman, everyone in the room would be like, "Holy shit! Can't believe you fucking threw that." I go down this I don't. I can't think. I can't. Fun thing for everyone. I can't think of a worse. I can't think of a worse. Terrible things to say. I'm not saying it's right to say. Fred, what's your favorite? Yeah, what's your favorite? A good shit. Gets the job done. Okay. Shit of fuck. I'm not very. I need to be very creative with it. It's just, uh, you know, especially if I'm alone and something's going wrong, I feel like, shit. <laughs> in, your, in your most <laughs> private of moments, <laughs> the darkest thing that you'll say is, shit. Or I will say it, I will say it very loudly if I'm in the car. The car breaks out my rage. Yeah. St. Francis of a shitty! <laughs> yes! <laughs> ah. Well, what, what would you say you have a catchphrase today? I usually just go with like a, oh, brother, or, or oh, man. I'm just so tired oh, all the time. Oh, brother. So tired all the time. <laughs> sit down. So tired all the time. I, I, want lay, I want to lay you down in Brandon's bed right now. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'll sit down at the end of the day, get home from work. He's like, oh, oh brother. Oh, brother. I love it. No one says oh, brother anymore. You want to her into the room, honey? Are you tired? <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> Putting your feet up. Where's the dog with my paper? Um, so those, are my, those are my go-tos. Okay. Nice. Brandon. Very, uh, very I'm, cleaver. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm going to turn it on you because you said you were so excited for your wedding. Is there anything that you imagine happening at your dream wedding? Yeah, the it's honeymoon dream. where I fuck a lot after. <laughs> He's just got V's next to his face. So you want to get married <laughs> so you can just fuck your wife a lot on your honeymoon? I mean, that's... Brandon, where do you want to go on our honeymoon? A fucking hotel room. <laughs> In the shower. Somewhere, on the ground. Somewhere dirty. <laughs> I want to have something something, uh, <laughs> something funny happen on accident that like breaks something the tension. Something funny. Something touching. Something scary. Like someone shits their pants. <laughs> Is that a ghost? I think it'd be really funny if someone shits their pants. This is escalating very quickly from, I just want something to happen to, someone needs to shit their pants at my wedding. If someone I wasn't that close to shit their pants, it'd be pretty funny. Ceremony or reception? Like, reception, they just get so drunk, or ceremony? They shit their pants, and they're like, uh, and they have to be, like, carried out. I want someone someone to go postal. (laughs) All right, this is a hookup. This is a hookup. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking drop your drawers. This is a hookup. You're hooking up with me. <laughs> I'm sad and single at your wedding. And I stand up and go, all right, everyone, shut up. This is a hookup. I point like a 19-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon's cousin. No. You're legal, right? Legal beagle. <laughs> legal You're going to do it right here in front of everybody. Swinging the John, gun wildly. What are you doing? John. Bang. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, the flower girl got shot in the collarbone. <laughs> I'm, I'm skull fucking your 19 year old cousin. <laughs> I like it. It's fine. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I have something to tell you. <laughs> all my cousins I like that will be at my wedding are all women. So you hear that cousin's Brandon doesn't like. <laughs> You're not invited. Now you, you know. You know that Landis Morris, Landis Morris said song, "Uninvited." That's you, bitch. <laughs> next, oh. next Christmas is gonna be awkward. <laughs> No. Fred, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Is, are there any other plugs that you'd like to throw into the mix at this point? 
I've got some stories getting published with the Offing magazine in the next month or so, sometime. And the then, the Offing. Yeah. How does he? O F F I N G. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, my production company, Cloudgate Productions, CloudgateProductions.com, uh, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Uh, we did. We have stuff up. We got more stuff coming this year. Uh, we did a web series that Brandon was in mm-hmm. called oh, yes, Losers. Yeah. Um, so it's all those fun. things check out. Sweet. Sweet. I think uh, when when those clips started coming out for Losers, I think if you go onto the the How Rude group, if you go further into the archives, we have that that clip of Brandon. I think on the medicine ball, <laughs> just bouncing a lot on the medicine ball. So if you have a fetish, if you just want to keep rewinding and fast forwarding, like. Um, 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 course you can subscribe to the show through itunes if you do subscribe please leave a five star review you can stream you can use libsyn that's how rude podcast.libsyn.com you can also stream through stitcher we are on facebook that's the how rude facebook group please like it and leave us comments feedback if you wish you can leave feedback also at the email that's the how rude podcast at gmail.com and you can find all of our supplementary bonus fun material on hrpodcast.tumblr.com of course now that i think about it i cannot for the life of me remember what i put up on the tumblr this past week but i am fairly certain that i oh I, we put up cats and cat and becca's full Fan, full House yes, fan fiction. Yes. So you can see that whole Very thing. Very worth a read. Very funny. <clears throat> I would agree. It's it's all on the Tumblr. And of course, we're all on Twitter. I'm at B double E shock. Mine is J O N P E R N I S E K. Mine is F R E D P E L Z E R. Nice. This is the part of the show where we will all see our names. Mm-hmm. I will say, and we'll see you next time on. And then together we will say, how rude. Wrong music, wait a minute. No. I'm graduating. With my wife on my side. Brandon. I'm Brandon Shockney. I am John Pernasek. I'm Fred Pelzer. And we'll see you next time on Saint of a Sissy! Ow! Stop! Sometimes, John, you hurt. <laughs>